Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Well, welcome back, my friends. Hour number two of the KMOX Home Improvement Show right here on a Saturday at your service. Greg Damon sitting in for Scott Mosby. Well, I shouldn't say sitting in. I I can't hold a hammer to that guy. <laughs> we have Denny Core in from Mosby Building Arts. He's going to answer all your questions. You want to join us? Here's the phone numbers. Very easy to do that. 436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Those are the phone numbers. Before we went to the break, Denny, we were talking a little about... Uh, <laughs> sealing a house up too That's much. That's right. Sealing out, sealing the house up too much. Talked about insulation around the band board or the rim board. Right. Uh, obviously great stuff to do, but so you I'm, I'm going to let you go ahead and take it from here. So when you have a gas furnace in particular, because of the fact that you've got a... It's a flame and you've got exhaust and things like that, just like with a car... Uh, you want to make sure that you have the ability to make sure that air is circulating Exhausted. properly and exhausting. Right. 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 Uh, so when you have a house that's really, really sealed, if for some reason there is a problem with your furnace or anything of that nature, it will actually create a potentially hazardous environment in the house because it doesn't have the ability to get out. Before, houses, you know, from the, you know, anything built before probably 1980, was so airy that you, could, you know, there was a lot of air exchange and you didn't have to worry about that. Uh, but as they've become more and more secure and more and more um, insulated to make sure you're not getting cold air or warm air in, you created this environment that has got to be controlled much more carefully. How, how does that happen? Because we've always been taught that, you know, exhaust goes up, it rises, heat rises, and you got to you got to stack on there for your exhaust of your water heater or your furnace. Exactly. So between, if you have one of the older type systems of furnace and water heater, you'll have a, a chimney or some sort of a flue of some sort that's going up through your roof. Uh, now today in the newer systems that they're producing, they're, they'll, you'll see they'll have a PVC pipe that will run to the outside of the house. What they're doing is they're actually taking that, that heat and recycling it in essence uh, to, to maximize the efficiency of that furnace or that air or the uh, hot water heater and that's where the benefits are so what that produces is not nearly the heat that it once did but it still has an exhaust so you always have to make sure you have those exhaust capability um, but that's where in sometimes when you have a house that is really tight uh, I'll tell you years ago I worked for a guy who was built his own house and it was a beautiful house two-story house and all this you know is was, was, was wonderful but every time he'd close the door in his garage, the attic lid would rattle. <laughs> That's how tidy he had made it. Wow. You know, it was really good to be tight. But what he did is it created a very potentially dangerous situation for himself. And in those situations, you actually have to recycle some air from the outside. So, again, you're interchanging air with that, uh, you know, carbon monoxide or whatever other sure. gases might be produced. No, that's I mean totally totally makes sense. Obviously, so I guess what is the uh, what is the amount of leakage that that you really want? Is there a way to test that, or is that uh, so? Actually, the gas company will come and check that stuff uh, in um, energy audits. You can get that tested. There, there's actually equipment you can use to uh, see what if you have any leaks around your gas lines where the, con the connectors are or where it connects to your units. Um, so yeah, there's there's things that could be done to check. Um, 
obviously, if you ever smell it, you need to call the sure. uh, the gas company immediately. Well, uh, but you know the thing about uh, carbon monoxide. Obviously, getting ready to head into you don't smell uh, that. Yeah, getting ready to head into fall and winter. Going to be kicking the furnaces on here. Right. You know, shortly, and mm-hmm. you think. You know, you always you always hear about it. Right. You always hear about it. I mean, carbon monoxide detector. We have a couple in the house. Right. Uh, I've got one in all the all the bedrooms and stuff. And that's why they are always telling you have your furnace checked every year. It's not it's not even about making sure that the furnace is working. It's about making sure you don't have a place where you have a gas leak or a potential hazardous type of situation. Well, what about these new furnaces now that you know come with a lifetime heat exchanger? You know that was a big thing. Always, I heard about the heat exchangers cracking. Right. I'm not an I'm not an HVAC guy. I'm just going by what I heard. Well, and I'm not an HVAC guy either. Okay, but I will tell you that, um, you know, it, it's really about. It's not even about the heat exchanger as much as the uh, your gas excess in and out. So, okay, if as long as that system is sealed, you're good. Uh, but again, anything you can have something where you have had settling in the house where something shifts. It can uh, test a seal where there's a joint on a, on a gas line. All those things, that's why you want to do that. You should have that checked very okay. regularly. It's important to make sure that's that's uh, looked at and reviewed at least every couple of years, if not more, if not Pro- annually. Probably, it really should probably be going into year. it. I mean, I, right. I, obviously, carbon monoxide, uh, me dealing with automobiles, it, you know, it's it, it's a major problem. I mean, we, we have, and I've worked with guys, and it, it, it's actually happened to me several times to where, you're running a car inside the shop. The exhaust hose comes off. You don't know about it. Next thing you know, you're mm-hmm. coughing and gagging, and you know, and, and right, that. you got to open all the doors out and run outside. And oh, yeah. so, so obviously, you know, you think about it when you're sleeping. It the carbon monoxide kind of wants to put you to sleep. Uh, you know, it's a it's 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 a very potential uh, very potential problem, and and we hear about it on the news every year, all the time. And I, I will tell you, I I'm even kind of aware of it, and and it's been several years ago. But I did one of those. One of those duh moments, you know, where you you did something and you think, what were you, what was I thinking? And I was power washing my basement, and uh, I had brought in a gas powered into the basement. Sure. I opened the windows, but it wasn't enough. And what I what I found is I was I was exactly what your symptoms you were talking about, coughing and doing all that kind of stuff, and lightheaded. And I thought, well, that was dumb on my part to to, to even consider doing right. that. So the problem is it's really so simple to get into that and you're not, you know, you're just doing something, you're trying to accomplish a, a, a task and you're not thinking about the other consequences. That's why we have to make sure all these things are checked so regularly, you know, and not do something as dumb as I did. You know, as I said, I'd love to say it's that pretty I was, dumb, I was, but I, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pile on. Thanks for agree, agreeing <laughs> with me, but, uh, uh, and it was dumb, but you know, and we're all capable of it. Is, absolutely. Is my point. And that's, that's why we have to just be a little bit diligent on, with all those kind of you're, things. You're absolutely correct because it could happen many times. And, you know, we've heard of uh, folks bringing a generator in that, uh, you know, their power's out or, or something like that. I mean, right. obviously, look, you're in the wintertime. It's cold out. Right. You know, you want you need to be warm. So, right. you know, your power goes out or, or you know, there's a, a massive uh, snowstorm, ice storm, knock down power lines. I right. mean, it could be bad. Yeah, so. and, and that's any anything that's gas-powered has to be vented properly or you're going to be in trouble. Nope, definitely sound advice with that. Uh, tell you what, let's take Art, and then we're going to take a quick break. Hey, Art, you're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Hi. Uh, about insulating, a uh, uh, couple items. Uh, one uh, is um, two houses now that we bought. Uh, I uh, 
got down on my knees with a small flashlight, and I looked underneath the window sills, and on almost every one of them, the caulk that the contractor had put uh, at the trim underneath the windowsill had, had cracked uh, the full length of the windowsill. And so this was letting air in uh, possibly the little tiny cobweb spiders. So I caught all of those. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, you should do the outside, too, uh, around the perimeter of the window. But the other thing is, I think that's that's one thing that I think a lot of people overlook is underneath those windowsills, and I think it's a big problem uh, with caulk shrinking, and, and then you have an open cap. Uh, the other thing is uh, outlets, um, electrical outlets that are on outside walls. Um, I took uh, all of the cover plates off. Uh, I did it, you know, a room at a time mm-hmm. over a period of probably a month because <laughs> you have to move furniture and this and that, but sure. it's worth it. Oh, yeah. It absolutely. is worth it. Take those outlet covers off and put those little foam insulators uh, behind uh, the cover plate, okay, and then put the cover plate back on. If there's still any gaps, caulk the gaps. Uh, uh, the other thing is all of those same outlets, uh, any plug-in spots that are not used, you should push in one of those child-proof uh, plug closers. Uh, I don't know the proper and name I, for it. And I agree. All those things are great things to do with uh, making sure those are little places where air can come in. Uh, I will tell you around windows, the biggest problem you have is not even the caulking as much as how the window is insulated in the rough opening. And you can caulk it, and that's going to retard the airflow but it's, it's about making sure that the window is properly sealed between the rough opening and the new window. That's a huge place, and most uh, it's not so much true today, but in the past, builders would put that window in, and they they might stuff a little fiberglass insulation in and you get some airflow. Um, but, you know, you're just... The, the idea of trying to seal out the outside from caulk, whether it's both on the inside and the outside you still have this cavity that's exposed to the cold and warm. Same with your outlets. So you, you have your outlet is sitting into the, the framing wall, so your insulation isn't as thick there. That's why you're getting a lot of that you know, air that comes in. So it's just all those little things. The air ideas you had were great ideas in terms of trying to make sure that we can correct those, those airflow places. So, all right. All right. Thanks, Art. Appreciate the phone call. Folks, we're going to do a little business. Stick around. This is a Saturday at your service. You're listening to KMOX Home Improvement Show. Denny Kaur from Mosley Building Arts in the house, answering all your questions. 436-7900-1800-925-1120. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Welcome back, my friends. 1224 is your time right here in the heart of mid-America. Scott Mosby taking a little time off. Denny Core in from Mosby Building Arts. He's answering all the questions. We're 
Where's Scott at? What's he? Is he buying like a new circular saw or something? Well, what? the last I heard, he was at the Grand Canyon, but I don't know where he is today. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. So he's actually taking. He's actually doing a little vacation. He's well, not he like shopping be. for new tools. He or anything. could be, but he might be working for the company. You know, I, he could be doing some outside work. You know, uh, maybe so. He might be maybe so. networking. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well. As you know, especially if you're the owner of a company, you never stop working. Oh, there's yeah. n- there's I've, never anything. I've, I've been there, done that, and glad <laughs> that I don't, and somebody else has to. So Absolutely. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Uh, tell you what, let's go, to, uh, let's go to Paul real quick here on the phones and talk to him. Paul, you're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Yes, Paul. This is Paul. Um, I've got a question about a fireplace, uh, wood-burning fireplace, and mm-hmm. it's all black from soot, uh-huh. and it's a real light beige colored brick liner and a real light sandy colored mortar and mm-hmm. i don't know what to clean that black off with and what to redo the mortar with that's character that, that's, <laughs> that's that's exactly right it is character <laughs> yeah but if you're tired of the character uh you know i i wish i had a great answer for you i don't i don't know what specifically you would use for that but i'll tell you what if you call our office at uh, 314-808-18, I'm sorry, 909-1800. So there's, there's a good radio voice there. Um, the, okay. Yeah. If you call our office, we should be able to give you some uh, recommendations as what product you should use. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, it just, it looks terrible and I just wanted to clean it off so it didn't look like that. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I, would, I don't use it. That's the problem. I, I don't use it. So. I would think that almost any kind of degreaser type of product would work, but again, yeah. I don't want to recommend something, especially on the radio, that I'm not yeah. sure of. So. Would you know if that uh, mortar caulk, it's not the same color, but I won't really see where the, it needs to be repaired. Would that mortar caulk work good on that, or is, would I have to use something special? I, I actually think that I, I I think I might know the answer to this because I had to do it to mine. But there's a there's actually a special caulk for fireplaces right. because it has to be such high heat. But right, uh, you know, it's maybe something that you want to have, you know, a, a, a chimney sweep come out and just inspect that whole thing. Right. I, I was going to. Okay. Say, I'm glad that Greg said that because. I think that's where you're going to get the expertise of of the right way to handle that. It sounds okay. like the fireplace itself has it been cleaned at all lately? No, it hasn't been used for quite a while. Yeah. Oh, four definitely. Or five years. Yeah, yeah you, definitely want to do that. Even if you're not using it, you should have it cleaned because you want to make sure that there's no birds or anything that can collect in that fire in that uh, uh-huh. chimney. So. But I would all have right. a chimney sweep out, and then I bet they would have some suggestions as to Absolutely. what to do. Okay. All right. All right. I appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you Paul. very much. Uh-huh. Bye. Paul kind of stole my thunder there because that's going to be the next question that I brought up about a fireplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandfather actually had birds in his fireplace, didn't know it started a fire. Next thing you know, the house caught on fire. Right. So, um, very common thing to happen, and that's where people just need to have that fireplace flue cleaned much uh, regular. Yeah, much like your furnace. I mean, I think that's something, obviously, at least once a year, you need to have somebody come out and and uh, and take a look at that. You know, that's also another great place for air infiltration into your house because many people don't know to close that dampener right. on the fireplace. Uh, you know, a great point. You know, you've you've bailed me out a couple <laughs> times here, Greg. But uh, Folks, i got to uh, tell you, uh, you know, if you've seen us here in here, because you, you have to understand, we're, we're not radio people. You know, we're, we're real life. We're real life working people. 
Uh, so, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that that go into this, and and we have a lot of fun, obviously, doing this. Mm-hmm. But it, but it is, you know, obviously, Denny is an expert in his field to to answer all these questions and stuff. But I, I don't bail you out. I just kind of, <laughs> you know. Well, you're very gracious. Anyway, but uh, as far as uh, keeping your chimney uh, liner, you know, you want to make sure you're not having all that air because it's still a, a place where a lot of hot air will get out. Um, and it, it becomes a, a source of, it's just like if you had a window open, really, is it's no different right. than that. So from an insulating perspective, it's a, a, you know, we look at fireplace chimneys, we look at attic access is another great spot where, you know, half the time it's a piece of drywall. That's all that's between you and your the zero degree temperature outside in the attic, and it's eighty. You know, you got your seventy degree or whatever, whatever you keep your heat at, uh, and it's a piece of drywall, and that that's no insulating capability, right? So, right. so it's again, it's a big opening type of place. So you want to make sure you're always sealing those areas off. Um, and also, I want to talk a little about fireplaces. We spoke earlier about carbon monoxide, mm-hmm. things like this. This is another reason to have a uh, chimney sweep out to take a look at it, because that's also a big source of carbon monoxide for your house. Absolutely. You Again, making sure that you've got that, that chimney open and free when you are burning a fire, that it can go up the chimney and out. Otherwise, it does. It will collect, and and you'll you again. You've got create. A, you're creating all sorts of potential, um, you know, carbon monoxide type of scenarios that you know. And you're just sitting on the watching the fire, and all of a sudden you're getting tired. Right. You know, bad bad scenarios. So. Or if you go, you know, let the fire go out and you go to bed. Right. <clears throat> something like that. But for folks that maybe either have a conversion kit for a gas log. Right. You know, but it's still an existing fireplace or used to be a wood-burning fireplace. Right. Now they've converted to a gas log. Right. This is also another place that, hey, you know, that needs to be checked as well. Oh, absolutely. Because, again, if you have gas logs, that means you got a gas line. And any time you have anything with a connection for gas, you, it needs to be checked periodically. Because if it's not, there's a potential that something would have come loose or uh, there's a uh, that leakage possibility. You just always want to make sure you're looking at that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So obviously, this is uh, this is the time of year when you start thinking about that because hey, guess what? Winter is coming, and we want everybody to be safe out there. Oh, you betcha. And and you know, there's all sorts of different things that we use to heat our homes with, and we just have to be conscious and and paying attention to it. We, in our country in particular, we become we've become so uh, used to oh, this works, it always works, it will always work from from now on. But nothing works that way. You know, you have to realize that everything has a life cycle and, and has to be addressed accordingly, you know, that you're looking at it, inspecting it. You know, you can, you deal with cars, you know that it just needs, needs that maintenance. You need to look at those different things because it's going to go, it's going to wear out, it's going to, something's going to happen. Let's go back to water heaters. This is something that actually a couple of weeks ago um, that uh, Tyler and I talked about a little bit on water heaters. Mm-hmm. There's kind of a 50-50 split on whether there's maintenance to be done on water heaters. Some folks say drain it. Some folks say don't drain it. Some folks say if you never drain it, don't ever drain it. That's, I, I don't know how to weigh you in, don't weigh in on that. You don't want to weigh in on that. Yeah, I don't really want to, but it's <laughs> it's one of those things that I am of the feeling that if you, if you haven't drained it, but eventually what's going to happen is your water heater will not heat the water the same way because you're going to have all the sediment that builds in the bottom of it. Um, 
But even if you drain it, you're still going to have sediment in the bottom of your water. You heater. will, but part of that is when you're draining and you're trying to get that sediment out of the bottom of that tank. The problem is when you when it's running through your valve, it can lock up the valve, and all of a sudden you can't get that thing tight again, and you're still replacing your water heater, or at least you're replacing the valve that your uh, release valve that sure. you have to. So. It, you know, it's it's one of those things. There's going to be a maintenance issue to it. That doesn't always happen, but it happens often enough that I would, I would kind of encourage people to, I dissuade them from uh, draining it because of these issues. But that's really the best way to make sure you extend the life of the water heater. If you did it every three years, you probably would never have a problem. But the problem is, it sits for ten or fifteen years and. All of a sudden, you've got three inches of that sediment on the bottom, and then you start to drain that out, and it, again, it will get clogged up. When you with the valve and nothing comes out because the sediment's already passed. Well, it. It can, that <laughs> could happen, but you probably noticed that because the hot water's not working well. Right? Or you live in St. Charles County, one well, of the two. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Was that allowed? I didn't mean to say that. Yeah, I don't think you should have said that. That was that was bad. <laughs> um, you know, but many folks also don't realize that water heaters really don't have an extended lifetime cycle or lifetime to them. Again, it's about a 10 to 15 year life cycle for most of them. They, I've heard of them going as long as 30 years. You know, it's not to say they won't last, but a lot of it has to do with usage and just the overall that particular unit how it's performing. How, how hard is the water in the area? All of those things will make a difference, and that's what will affect the effect that will have an effect on the effectiveness of the unit. Because, as again, when you're building up that um, sediment in the bottom, it just doesn't want to heat the water as, as easily. Sure. Um, now, what about uh, water softeners for that? Does, that? does that help if you have a water softener system? Not really? I, I, I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Fair question. Yeah, I Fair mean, question. it's a. I wish I had an answer, but I don't know. Okay, then I'm going to throw this to you. What about tankless water heaters? That's the ones, you know, like I got two teenage kids that, you know, obviously showering is a big part of their lives. So so tankless water heaters are wonderful in one respect because they basically what they're doing is they're instantly heating the water. But in order to do that, traditionally what you have to do is if you're using a gas one, you're going to have to enlarge your gas line to that water heater because you have to, produce a lot of heat to keep that water going. Okay. So it's it's good. It, it's nice. Um, but your gas bill will go up significantly because of the amount of, uh, because you're putting so much gas into that, into that heating element to make sure it's working. Even if it's an electric, you're going to up, you're going to upgrade your uh, electric because of the fact that it, it's got to have enough juice so to much be able to do it. Right. Um, so there's pros and cons to all that. Uh, I have talked to people that have said they they love their tankless water heater, and I've said that others that have, eh, it works good. I I actually have another backup tanked heater just in case that thing didn't work. So, oh wow, um, it, it's pretty unusual, but uh, I would I would say that as a for the normal family, it's going to be a a good system to consider. They're pretty expensive, um, but they are it's a nice system to work with. Well, I guess it's either your water bill goes up or your <coughs> gas or electric bill goes up. So, well, that's exactly it's going to be one or the <laughs> other. You got to decide which one's best, better or worse. So. Absolutely. Let's talk to Art. He's got a water heater question. Hey, Art, you're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Yes, I uh, 
replaced the sacrificial anode in my gas water heater uh, some years ago. And uh, the one I pulled out of the top of that uh, thing was just, I mean, it looked like something from outer space. Right. And it was fairly cheap. I mean, I think it was uh, at the time $15. You know, you got to turn the thing off, uh, the the water heater off, let it cool down for a few hours. You know, drain it, of course, which is good because you're going to get the sediment out of it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, replace this and refill it, and relight it or whatever. But um, what, do you, what do you think about that? And also, I, I was told by somebody some years ago that new water heaters uh, are set up that the water swirls or something inside, and it uh, keeps sediment from building up in the bottom. Or is there something to that? Uh, there could be. I, to be honest, I'm not, again, an expert on water heaters per, per se. Um, I know the basic function of them. It, it's a good idea if they would do that. But but the thing is, you still have to realize you're heating this water. It's running through your system. And even though it's, um, it's probably not going to be as uh, soluble as it was, excuse me, the, uh, as it... As you consider uh, the sediment building up in the bottom of water tank, and then if they're trying to stir it, I just don't think it's going to be as soluble as it is in regular water. So uh, it's going to potentially clog up your yeah, water I think lines. It, I, I think that's a bad idea. I, I think that's a potentially hazardous thing. So right. whether they do that or not, I don't know. Um, but uh, And as far as the other area, I, I think that if you can... Um, if there's parts you can replace and you're capable of doing that, all, all the better for you. You know, it's it's just a question of whether you are comfortable doing that. It's it's a, an issue of, uh, as with any time you're doing any kind of an improvement, you just have to make sure you are comfortable, not just winging it. Because if you're winging it, you'll end up have, hiring a professional to come back in to fix it. All right, Art, thanks so much for the phone call. Folks, we're going to take another break, but when we come back, more Questions, more comments from Denny Core from Moser Building Arts. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show on a Saturday at your service. Join KMOX at the APA's 27th Annual Canine Carnival at Tillis Park on Litzinger Road tomorrow from 11 to 3 p.m. The Club Fitness Street Stars will be out with games, prizes, and more. Celebrate the bond between people and their pets while having fun and raising funds for homeless pets in and around St. Louis. There'll be games for humans and dogs, food trucks, beer garden, music, kid activities, and on-site dog adoptions. Tickets are on sale now. Get full event details at KMOX.com. Get ready for the Cards and Brewers this afternoon. Amron Pregame Show 220. First pitch with Mike Shannon and John Rooney 315. Hear it here on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. KMOX. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Welcome back, my friends. In the home stretch here of the KMOX Home Improvement Show, Scott Mosby taking a little time off. As you well know, I can't answer any questions. That's why Denny Core from Mosby Building Arts in the house answering all your questions. Here's the phone numbers if you want to get on. We do have a few minutes before you get on. 436-7900-1800-925-1120. Those are the numbers if uh, if you want to get on. Denny, we got uh, Rick on hold. Let's. What do you say we go and uh, take his phone call here real quick? Sounds good. All right. Hey, Rick, you're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. 
Yes, sir. I have a, a lake house down in Branson, and it's on a well. And when that, when I first get there after a week or two, the sulfur smell coming out of it is terrible, coming out of the, the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, are you there, Rick? Right? Sorry about that. Uh, sulfur smell is terrible. If I let the water run for about 20 minutes, then it's okay. Is there something I can do to fix that? Um, Welcome to run, Missouri. Yeah, <laughs> run the water for 20 minutes. I, I don't know that there's anything you can do. It's it's just a collection of the sulfur building up in the, the lines, and until you've run it through your system, it's going to be there. I, I so, wish there was a magic. Like, I don't know of anything that you could do. And taking those those what we used to call stink rods, Taking those out, does that help? I don't know what a stink rod is, so I can't tell you. <laughs> well, it's that long copper rod that goes into the top of the water heater. I'm sure that's not the right name for it. But probably not, but uh, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I can't, I can't imagine why that would matter. It's probably something in the, the source of the water, not in Correct. anything I, in I would, your system. Right. There's many wells that smell like sulfur. Right, so once, once it's cycled through... It's probably not so bad, but it's just... Yeah, no, it's after, like I say, 20, 30 minutes, it's not bad, but it is really bad when you first turn it on. Right, right. Okay, but those rods, I just heard you talking to somebody else about the guy who replaced his rod. What is the correct name for those Uh, I I don't know. Water heater rod. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) All right, guys. I wish I had the answer. Thanks, Thanks, Rick. Thanks a lot. Appreciate the phone call. You know, Denny, I wonder if you had uh, something like a reverse osmosis system uh, where the water comes in on that well, maybe, would help that? It, it, or, it might. Or, or you know, a water the, softener, possibly? Yeah, water softener would probably be a help. Uh, any of those kind of things that would help to um, condition the water a bit before it, it went back through your system, I think that would be a real plus. But, you know, again, I don't know that I I have a specific answer. I Sure. I wish I could answer every question you ask, I'm, Greg. But I'm kind of, I just I'm kind of disappointed today. Dan. I, I I know I'm. No, and I'm, I'm feeling bad, but you know. No, you can't. Uh, you no, know. I know. I, and Pe- I, people ask me the same questions about cars, and I'm yeah. like, ah, yeah, I got no idea. Yep. So, no, so I got got a lot of answers, but I don't have everyone. So. You know uh, about that. You know, Missouri is a really tough. <laughs> is a really tough climate for water, no matter if it's coming in your house or as this gentleman had with the well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's just so many different types of rocks and, and soil and, and everything else. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, most wells do smell like sulfur here. Uh, absolutely. And that, again, it's a, just an environmental, of local sure, so the environment thing. And, and, you know, I don't know what you do. There's there's nothing much you can do other than, like some of those things you suggested are, are good ideas as far as trying to... You certainly could talk to, you know... Uh, I don't want to throw a brand name, but like Culligan Water Softeners, they may have a better right. answer for right. it. There like are that. different uh, water companies that will help you, um, you know, kind of, uh, they'll actually inspect the water and do a, a test on it and tell you what's what all the, all the chemical makeup is in it, and they could tell you ways to address that. Absolutely. 
All right, folks, we got to take another quick break. When we come back, last segment here on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. This is a Saturday at your service. We'll be right back. Very first thing in the morning, I, I like to know what's going on when I start my day. Then you need total information AM in your morning. I like to know what went on overnight when I was sleeping. News. The national and local news uh, in the morning. Weather. I definitely have to know the forecast. Traffic. Just to make sure there's no accidents. Sports. We're big sports fans. Get all the information you need in your morning. U.S. News, World News. Local News. Weather. Traffic. All the sports. Yeah. With Total Information AM. I have it on during breakfast. Only on KMOX, St. Louis's news, traffic, and weather. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. Welcome back, my friends. 12.55 is your time right here in the heart of mid-America. And that's right. We are in the final stretch here on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Denny Core from Mosby Building Arts hanging out with us today here, answering all your questions. Denny, thanks for coming in and doing the show. I appreciate it today. It's been a pleasure. I always like seeing you, and it's uh, fun doing the show. You know, this is this has got to be one of the, the, the best things that I do here at KMOX is, is host the Mosby Show because I just have so much fun and just get a ask really stupid questions and, <laughs> and things like that. So I, I really enjoy it. Well, it's so. nice to be able to ask stupid questions, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And usually like people going, why are you asking that dumb question? So. Hey, let's go and talk to Felix that's on the phone. Hey, Felix, you're up next here on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Felix, are you there? Hi, thank you. Yes, I'm here. Uh, thank you for your show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just have a question about, uh, you know, I have this uh, large picture windows in the in, in the great room, and uh, I had a, a uh, some window cleaners uh, do the windows, and then uh, after that, I noticed uh, fogging. Uh, there's three large uh, windows, and then I I called him back, and he said that it is uh, you know in between the windows that uh, water got in between the windows and. Um, you know, there's nothing he can do about it. And uh, he said, uh, it's either replace it or there's uh, people that can, uh, you know, repair it. So I don't know what you think about that. Uh, so he's, he's correct in what he said. You know, the, the problem is you have to either replace the whole window or you can replace just the glass. But what you have to do is you have to realize that's a sealed piece of glass. And what's happened is the moisture's gotten in there. And that's why you're getting the, uh, where you can see the fog and the different types of things on the inside of the glass. Um, to do it, there's, you can't, the problem is you can't just dismantle the existing sealed glass because when you seal it again, it's not really going to be completely sealed. It, they, they actually do a vacuum into that uh, insulated glass unit and it makes sure that that's, that's what helps keep that seal. So really, the only option is to replace the glass itself, which is you know both pieces and the uh, the spacer, or replace the whole window. I, I wish there was a better answer I could give you, but it's it's that kind of thing that um, the good news is you can probably upgrade your glass and have a more efficient glass when you're replacing it. Um, there's different types of coatings on them now, and different types of gases they can gas, put in it. Gas in between the windows. Yeah, I mean the the argon is a, usually the more most common use, but there's some others that are even heavier air, and it will make that a window more efficient. But unfortunately, just to get rid of the moisture in there, the only way you're going to do it is to get rid of the glass. Does that okay. answer your question, uh, Phil? Yes, yes, and. Uh, 
you know, if I'm going to have it replaced, do you have any recommendations? Well, you can certainly call our office. Uh, our office is uh, Mosby Building Arts, and our phone number is 314-908-909-1800. Sorry. Where do you work? Uh, I don't know where it is. <laughs> Uh, and our it, website it, is is callmosby.com. But the phone number okay, again was... So, uh, what? Go ahead. Yeah, the phone number is 808, you said? No, it is... <laughs> now I don't even know. It's 909-1800. All right. 909 Okay, thank you very much. All right, Felix, thanks so much. Appreciate the phone call. All right. And Denny, I'll tell you what, man, it just uh, it just flies by. It does. You know? I mean, this this show just flies by every time. We have so much fun uh, hanging out here and doing this, answering uh, great questions as well. All sorts of great questions today from the KMOX listeners. Yep. Always, always good questions. You know, uh, it is the home. It is the uh, the season to start getting your home ready for winter. And uh, we got about uh, thirty seconds here, so I mean, uh, you know, it, it's it's time. I mean, it's it's a perfect day to do it. Perfect weekend to start it. Go outside, take a look around. Go inside, look around in there if you have to. Just make sure you're looking at all those little things, places where leaks can come around, gas lines, water lines, any of those kind of things. Look at your roof, look at your gutters, and you'll be well served. Real quick, what's the address and web? The web address is callmosby.com. All right, and the phone number, 314-909-909. Thank you for the lead, 1800. Thanks, folks. (laughs) We'll see you next time.